The night Jimmy Dean Keen gets so drunk, he admits to Caroline Hebert Guidry his involvement in at least one death. He winds up in his bed dreaming about waking up in prison. Someone's banging at the bars of his cell. Good morning, James. Jimmy rockets from dead sleep to total awakeness immediately. Standing at the door of his cell is... Good morning, C.O. Carter. You slept late. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Hall kept you awake last night? Well, I mean, I was thinking about something that he said. Kept me up a little. Jimmy has rolled over enough to sit up. He's wearing a wife-beater tank top, boxer shorts, and he's pulled the sheet from his cot onto his lap. There's nothing going on with his body. He just doesn't really want this guy to see any more of it than he really has to. Carter's grinning. His eyes are boring holes into Jimmy's. Jimmy's brain is narrating this memory. When I was a kid, my parents took me to this wildlife sanctuary or something. They had a whole bunch of orphan and crippled animals and stuff in these chain-link pens that were like 20 feet tall with the fence on top too so they couldn't get out. And they had these tigers. And I was looking at the one that was sleeping in the front of the cage type of thing. And it didn't even notice there was a second one until I felt the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And I glanced up and it was coming towards me from out of the bushes at the back, kind of slinking. It was looking right at me. It had its eyes just locked on. And... It kept getting closer. And then when it got right up to the fence, it realized that its efforts were thwarted. So it just kind of played cool, rubbed its cheek on a tree like a great big kitty cat, and laid down in the sun next to the other tiger, and its tail was twitching. And there was a fence between us the whole time, and I knew that but there was some primitive monkey in the back of my mind just screaming its head off that whole time. I felt like that a couple times in my life. And that was the first. C.O. Carter says, May I come in? Do I really have a choice? Carter's already got the keys and is letting himself in. Opening the cell door. You always have a choice, James. This time, Carter holds his hands up, makes quotes in the air around the word James. 
What do you want? Can you find a more polite way to phrase that? What can I do for you? How can I help you? That's much better, James. I've been doing you a really big favor recently. And now it's time for you to do one for me. He's standing in front of Jimmy in the middle of Jimmy's cell with his feet hip-width apart. And although there's an arms and some length distance between them, Jimmy's face is about at Carter's dick height. He's pointedly not looking there. He's looking straight up into Carter's face. But none of this is exactly an accident. Jimmy decides it might be preferable to stand up. So he does so. Shuffles around a bit to turn his back to Carter reach for his jail-issue prison trousers, pull those on. So, we've already established, like I told you, that I don't have any money. I'm open to currency other than money. Look... All the other guys on the cell block are going to come back from breakfast any time now. Which is why we could go to my office. Carter is definitely, absolutely between Jimmy and the door. Jimmy keeps glancing over Carter's shoulder. There's no one else around that he can see. The other guys cannot get back from breakfast soon enough. Look, if you want to take me to a second location, you're going to have to wait, get another guard, and drag my ass to the hole. Because I'm not going anywhere else. Carter puts his hand onto his baton that's tucked into his belt. Really? I thought you might say that. But I didn't really expect that you would. (sighs) Then Jimmy sees movement out on the cell block in the corridor. It's a large figured person with a kind of shuffly gait. And as this man draws closer, Jimmy recognizes him. It's Larry Hall. Larry Hall sees Carter there, between Jimmy and the door. He sees Jimmy kind of desperately looking around to see if anybody else was going to show up. And he's a lot of things, but he's not a dumb man. Hi, Jimmy! Jimmy realizes he's never been more grateful and happy to see Larry Hall in his life. He waves. Hey, Larry. Hall comes to the front of Jimmy's cell at a respectful distance because 
His prison behavior is pretty decent. He's aware of the rules. But he's cutting eyes at Carter, and it is not a pleasant or friendly expression. Jimmy has the uncomfortable realization that they're on the same team. He wakes up. For a minute, he doesn't know where he is at all. His body had involuntarily thrashed one big time. He's kind of swaddled in his comforter, and he realizes there's someone else in the bed with him, which unsettles him at first. He doesn't know who this is, whether or not they're alive. But then he realizes it's Cole Bowden, who's only sleeping, not dead. He's curled on his side, gently breathing, totally unaware and unbothered by Jimmy's nightmare. He's fully dressed, wearing a t-shirt, jogger sweatpants. So is Jimmy. He knows that there wasn't anything weird going on that he didn't remember. He doesn't remember most of the evening, but he does know that Cole had just helped him to bed and stayed with him so he didn't need to be alone. He smiles, and then he tries to get up a little bit, realizes he's still completely hammered, and falls back down into the bed. This does wake Cole, but not in a really unpleasant way. His eyelids flutter open. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you need some water? Nah. Wait. Cole had already rolled partway over. He's reaching for a water glass that's on Jimmy's bedside table. Hands it to him. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Good, good idea. Yeah, you should drink some more. Do you think you drink enough? Not of the right thing. Jimmy has a vague recollection of feeling oversized emotions before he passed out. He can't really put it into further context. But he does remember something. Where's Caroline? I'm not sure. What? I mean, she either went home or she fell asleep on the couch. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, look, man, can, can you do me a favor? He rubs his eyes, but he's not talking to C.O. Carter. Sure, name it. 
Can you go check on her or something? Yeah, I'll do that in a minute. Alright, cool. Yeah, thank you. Cole gets himself together, gets awake and with it enough that he can get out of bed. He heads for the bedroom door. Anything you'd like me to tell her? Yeah, tell her to come get in the bed with us if she wants to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's gonna go for that. Jimmy smiles, but kind of sadly. Cole has paused and is looking at him. He decides to tell Jimmy. Because you were really drunk and you were upset and she was worried about you. Oh. Yeah, I bet she was. Jimmy runs a hand across his face. Would you would you tell her? Thank you. She she's welcome to stay the night and, and tomorrow too if she wants. I I just hope that she's okay. She'll need a blanket or anything. It is more comfortable in the bed than if she wanted to sleep. In the bed, then I would go downstairs and I would sleep on the couch. Cole smiles at him, touched. I'm sure she's not going to make you do that, but... Yeah, of course. I'll go tell her. You hang out, though. Don't try to stand up. I guess unless you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you'll hear a thump. Me rolling onto the floor and an army crawl. Okay. So Cole does open the door, go out to the hallway, go downstairs and check on Caroline. But Jimmy doesn't need to get up. And he just stays laying in the bed, flat on his back, staring up at the ceiling in the dark. <laughs> 